everybody and welcome back to Pass the Time Podcast. No better way to pass the time than by listening to this podcast right here. Now, it has been a long time since I've recorded one of these and even a longer time since you've got to listen to a new episode, so hopefully this one is pretty good. We have a fan-requested creepypasta today for you, as well as some garage sale talk and some news on upcoming TV shows. Bunch of stuff today, including... Actually, a review of one of my favorite B-horror movies ever made. So, it's a pretty jam-packed show, and that's how I like to keep it. But I'll start off talking about what I did this past weekend. So, there is a giant town garage sale in this town called Ericsdale. And I did I went to that with my girlfriend and found some pretty cool stuff. I posted a picture on the Instagram account. That, of course, is at Past the Time Podcast. Give us a follow. We'll follow you right back. But I think I got uh, Boogie Nights on VHS. I got a Are You Afraid of the Dark book, uh, The Killer Hockey Team or something, Curse of the Killer Hockey Team. That was a pretty awesome find. Got a lacrosse stick for about three bucks. Well, I got a bunch of pretty cool stuff. But the thing I didn't get is what will haunt me for the rest of my life. So I'll set the scene. Walking down the street, there's house and house and house of garage sale, one after the other. And so we walk to the next garage sale after finding nothing at the previous one. And we walk up to the front table where they have stuff laid out. And I notice a transparent green Nintendo 64. And my heart starts beating. I get excited. So I walk up to the table where the person who owns then 64 is. But I notice they're talking to somebody else who is also interested in the N64. So I lay back, I'm kind of hoping this plays out with the person wanting too much for the N64 and the other person just leaving. But that's not how it played out. They only wanted $50 for this N64 with a bunch of controllers and games, and the guy was trying to lowball with like 40 bucks, and I'm just thinking, don't take it, don't take it, please don't take it. So she's like, no, it'll be 50 bucks. So I'm about, to, I'm sitting there in my head like, yes, I'm going to I'm gonna buy this thing. And then the guy's like, mmm... I guess we'll get it, and my heart just breaks. There's, I didn't get to see what kind of games were in there, but there looked like a lot, and I'm assuming there were some pretty good ones, because nobody just has an N64 laying around with like eight games and having them all be terrible, right? Am I right? But yeah, that was uh, my biggest disappointment of the weekend, so that was pretty sad for me. I don't know about you guys, but kind of, kind of crushed my weekend. Hopefully you guys had a better one than I did for that reason. I mean, the rest was pretty cool. I uh, got to see Motley Crue live in Winnipeg, and that was pretty awesome. Alice Cooper opened up for them, and they were also awesome. I mean, just amazing. Amazing concert all around. I mean, the last time Motley Crue came here, eh, seemed like they were just phoning it in, but this time it, it was for a purpose, their final show. And, well, final show in Winnipeg, that is, supposedly. And I was extremely excited the whole time. Had a great time. Might have had an adult beverage or two. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I do. But, yeah, it was a good time. And I just wish they would come back one last time, even though this was supposed to be the last time. But let's get back onto the subjects here. Um, I think, do I want to go with my horror fix now? Or do I want to keep talking? Maybe I'll just keep talking for a bit. So, right after the Motley Crue concert, me and two friends of the podcast, Gray Major and Jeffrey Jansen, came back here and recorded an unaired episode of Past the Time Podcast. 
it's going to be like a secret episode. I might release it in a week, might release it in a month. We'll see, but we came here and we just told true, or what we find to be true, ghost stories. Uh, kind of things we've experienced or heard from people, and it was a pretty, uh, pretty fun time. I mean, I enjoyed it anyways, and that session ended with uh, Jeffrey and Gray actually punching each other in the face on the ground. So, that was very interesting, to say the least. But I'll release that episode one of these days as just a surprise episode, probably, and I hope, uh, hope you'll all enjoy it. But for this episode, I guess I haven't told you the creepypasta we're reading. I'm actually going to be reading Sonic X, so I've heard this creepypasta is pretty awesome, and there's actually a playable uh, video game online that you can download. You can actually download it at GameJolt.com. Now, I haven't played this game, but I've kind of watched some walkthroughs, and it is creepy as fuck. So, I'm assuming if you love creepypastas, you're going to love this creepypasta, and you'll probably love this video game as well, so you might want to check that out. Then you can tweet me and tell me how good it is, and if I should play it as well. But coming up after the creepypasta today, I'm also going to be doing a rate and review for one of my favorite B-horror movies of all time. I mean, this actually... No, this is my favorite B-horror movie of all time. It's the only horror movie, well, B-horror movie that I've ever actually bought on eBay, and I bought the entire trilogy on eBay because it is impossible to find. Almost as impossible as Chopping Mall, and Chopping Mall is pretty hard to find. So I'll let you guys know what that is later, but you know what? I think we're long overdue for our horror fix. So let's kick things off in today's horror fix with an update on American Horror Story. So American Horror Story has casted a new star, Glee star Darren Chris. Now, if you don't know who that is, he played Blaine in Glee and... He's one of my favorite characters. He's uh, pretty funny, pretty uh, pretty good singer, and I'd like to see what he brings to horror. Now, he's he's slated to play a uh, hipster named Justin from Silver Lake, so that'll be a perfect role for him. I mean, he just screams hipster most of the time in Glee. He's wearing bow ties and suspenders, which, the last time I checked, was pretty damn hipster. So I'm pretty pumped to hear about this casting choice. Also, some other American Horror Story news. Finn Whitrock, who played Dandy in American Horror Story um, Freak Show, the last season, gave some insight into his new role. So, Whitrock kind of alluded to a love triangle between him, Lady Gaga, and of course, Matt Bomer. So, Bomer's character, uh, he was killed by Dandy in the last season of American Horror Story, and supposedly, Bomer's character is not happy about it, so maybe uh, he'll get his revenge on Dandy, or Whitrock, after being murdered by him in the previous season. I'd hope to see so. No, you know what? I like Dandy too much. He's too creepy. Guy just creeped the hell out of me in the last season. Ugh. Just shiver when I think about it. Just too crazy. He's too damn crazy, you know? But that's all I have for American Horror Story. Uh, a little off the beaten path here. Uh, this isn't really horror related, but have you guys seen the new Deadpool trailer? I mean, I lost my mind when I saw that thing. It looks amazing. If you don't know who Deadpool is, he's probably the greatest anti-hero ever. He's just amazing. I wouldn't call him a hero, right? 
anti-heroes, right? Seems right. But I love the comics. Um, I'm making my way through the second commendum right now. And all I can say is perfection. So if you haven't seen this trailer, just go on YouTube and search Deadpool trailer 2015. It'll probably be the highest one on the list. And just make sure you watch that because I love Deadpool. You should love Deadpool. Everyone should love Deadpool. So make sure you check that out. And on to the very last thing in the horror fix today. We're going to talk about the movie Bite. So if you haven't heard about this movie, you're probably not the only one. This movie recently screened at the Fantasia Film Festival in Montreal, and it was so disturbing that two people fainted during the showing. So after hearing this, I was like, well, I have to watch this trailer. So I watch it, and it looks pretty awesome. I mean, uh, in the trailer, this girl's on vacation, and she gets bit by some weird bug or whatever, but then she starts kind of turning into a bug, a lot like a movie I watch every Halloween, The Fly. Goldblum, just great movie. Love you, Goldblum. But yeah, so this movie I'm getting pretty excited about, but I'm not the biggest fan on like gross-out horror, so um, I probably won't like that aspect too much, but I'll probably enjoy it all the same because it has been compared to The Fly. In the article I read, it was on like uh, some random forum, and yeah, if, anything, if it's even half as good as The Fly, it's going to be a pretty good movie because that's one of the best movies of all time. The Fly. If you haven't seen that, watch it now. Just drop what you're doing. Just go watch it. But yeah, this movie, uh, Bites, it's, um, I guess it was a slightly lower budget movie. It's being screened at different film festivals right now. And it doesn't have any big name actors or anything, which, that's alright. I can dig it. I mean, I love, uh, I love watching horror movies with a bunch of actors I don't know because then I'm not thinking of them in their other roles. But I think that's enough about Bites. Just uh, check out the trailer. I'll probably post it on the Facebook page. So I think that's it for the horror fix today. But I have an awesome rate and review for you guys coming at the end of the show. And before that, of course, we have our creepypasta. This is Sonic X. I'm a total Sonic the Hedgehog fan, much like everyone else. I like the newer games, but I don't mind playing the classics as well. I don't think I've ever played a glitchy or hacked game before, though I don't think I want to play any after the experience I had. It started on a nice summer afternoon. I was playing Sonic Unleashed. I liked how in that one you got to explore the towns in it, until I noticed out of my peripheral vision that the mailman had arrived and put something in my mailbox. I left and paused my game to see what I got in the mail. The only thing in the mailbox was a CD case for computer and a note. I took it inside. I looked at the note first and realized it was from my dear friend Kyle, let's just call him that for now, whom I hadn't heard from in two weeks. I know that because I recognized his handwriting, though it was weird how it looked. It looked badly written and scratchy and somewhat difficult to read, as if Kyle was having a hard time writing it down and did it in a hurry. This is what he wrote. Tom, I can't take it anymore. I had to get rid of this thing somehow before it was too late, and I was hoping you would do it for me. I can't do it. He's after me. And if you don't destroy the CD, he'll come after you too. He's too fast for me. Please, Tom, destroy this godforsaken disc before he comes after you too. It's too late for me. Destroy the disc and you'll destroy him. But do it quick or otherwise he'll catch you. Don't even play the game. It's what he wants. Just destroy it. Please. Kyle. Well, that was certainly weird. 
Even though Kyle is my best friend and I haven't seen him in two weeks, I didn't do what he asked me. I didn't think that a simple gaming disc would do anything bad to him. After all, it's just a game, right? Boy was I wrong about that. Anyway, I looked at the disc and it looked like any ordinary computer CDR disc, except it had a black marker and written on it, it was Sonic X. And that writing was much unlike Kyle's handwriting, meaning that he must have gotten it from someone else, like a pawn shop or eBay. When I saw Sonic on the writing on the CD, I was actually excited and wanted to play it, since I'm a big Sonic fan. I went up to my room and turned on my computer, and put the disc in and installed the game. When the title screen popped up, I noticed that it was the first Sonic game. I was like, awesome! Because like I said earlier, I like the classics. The first thing I noticed that was out of place was when I pressed start. There was a split second when I saw the title image turn into something much different. Something that I now consider horrifying before cutting to black. I remember what the image looked like in that split second before the game cut to black. The sky had darkened, the title emblem was rusted and ruined, the Sega 1991 was now instead Sega 666, and the water had turned red, like blood, except it looked hyper-realistic. But the freakiest thing was that in the split-second frame was Sonic. His eyes were pitch black and bleeding, with two glowing red dots staring right at me. And his smile? Well, his smile had stretched wider up to the edges of his face. I was rather disturbed about the image when I saw it, though I figured that it was just a glitch and forgot about it. After it cut to black, it stayed like that for about 10 seconds or so, and then another weird thing happened. The save file select from Sonic the Hedgehog 3 popped up, and I was like, what the fuck? What's this doing here, in the first Sonic game? Anyway, then I noticed something off. The background was the dark cloudy sky of the bad Stardust Speedway level from Sonic CD, and there were only three save files. The music was that creepy Caverns of Winter music from Earthbound, only it was extended and seemed to have been in reverse. And the image for the save file, where you see a preview of the level you're on, is just red static for all three files. What freaked me out more was the character select. It showed only Tails, Knuckles, and to my surprise, Dr. Robotnik. Now I was sure something was up. I mean, how can you play as Robotnik in a classic Sonic game for crying out loud? That's when I realized this wasn't a glitchy game. It was a hacked game. Yeah, it definitely looked hacked. It was really creepy, but as a smart gamer, I wasn't scared. Or at least I tried not to be. I told myself that it was just a hacked game, and there's nothing wrong with that. Anyways, shaking off the creeped out feeling, I picked file number one, and chose Tails when I selected and got started. The game froze for about five seconds, and I heard a creepy pixelated laugh that sounded an awful lot like Kefka Guy from Final Fantasy before cutting to black. The screen stayed black for about 10 seconds or more, then it showed the typical title level thing, except the simplest shapes were different shades of red, and the text showed only Act Hill 1. The screen faded in, and the level title vanished, revealing Tails and Green Hill Zone from Sonic 1. The music was different though, it sounded like a peaceful melody in reverse. Anyway, I started playing and had Tails start running like you would in any of the classic Sonic games. What was odd was that Tails was running along the level and there was nothing but flat ground and a few trees for five minutes. That was when the peaceful music started to slow and get deeper down and lower in tones, very slowly as I kept going. I suddenly saw something and stopped to see what it was. It was one of the small animals lying dead on the ground bleeding. That was when the music started to slow down. Tails had a shocked and saddened look on his face that I had never seen him have before. 
So I had him move along, and he kept that worried look on his face. As he kept moving, I saw more dead animals as tails moved past them, looking more and more worried as the music lowers as he moves past more dead animals. I was shocked to see how they all died. They looked like somebody had killed them in rather gruesome ways. A squirrel was hanged on a tree with what appeared to be his entrails hanging out. A bunny had all four of his limbs torn off, and a duck had his eyes gouged out and his throat slit. I felt sick to my stomach when I saw the massacre, and apparently so did Tails. After a few more seconds, there were no more animals, and the music seemed to have stopped. I still kept Tails to continue. After a minute passed and the music stopped, Tails was running up a hill, and then he stopped. It wasn't until I saw why. Sonic was there on the other side of the screen, with his back against Tails, with his eyes closed. Tails looked happy to see Sonic, but then his smile faltered. Obviously noticing that Sonic wasn't responding to him, if not acting as if he was totally oblivious to Tails' presence, Tails walked slowly towards Sonic, and I noticed that I wasn't even moving my keyboard to make him move, so this had to have been a cutscene. Suddenly, I began to have a growing feeling of dread as Tails walked closer to Sonic to get his attention. I felt that Tails was in danger, and something bad was going to happen. I heard faint static growing louder as Tails was but inches away from Sonic and stopped and stuck out his hand to touch him. That foreboding feeling in my gut was growing stronger and I felt the urge to tell Tails to get away from Sonic as the static grew louder. Suddenly, in a split second, I saw Sonic's eyes open and they were black with those red glowing dots, just like the title image, though there wasn't a smile. When that happened, the screen turned black and the static sound was off. It stayed black for about 7 seconds, and then white text appeared, forming a message saying, Hello, do you want to play with me? At this point, I was creeped out. I didn't want to continue the game, but my curiosity got the better of me when I was taken to a different level, and the title now sang, Hide and Seek. This time, I was in the Angel Island level from Sonic 3, and it looked like everything was on fire. Tails looked as though he was scared out of his wits this time. He actually looked at me and made frantic gestures as to me if he wanted to get out of the area as fast as possible. I was starting to get freaked out by this. I mean, Tails was actually breaking the fourth wall, trying to tell me to get him out of there. So I pressed down on the arrow key as hard as I could and made him run as fast as he could. A pixelated version of that creepy theme when you met Shadow at the Ark as Robotnik from SA2 was playing as I made Tails trek through the desolate forest, trying to help him escape from whatever he was trying to run from. Suddenly, I heard that creepy laugh again, that awful Kefka laugh. Right after 10 seconds passed, I helped Tails run through the forest, and then I started seeing flashes of Sonic popping up everywhere on the screen, again with those black and red eyes. The music changed to that suspenseful drowning jingle as I see Sonic behind Tails slowly gaining on him, flying. Sonic wasn't running, he was actually flying. The flying pose his sprite was making looked very similar to Metal Sonic's flying pose in Sonic CD, except it was just Sonic, and he had the black and red eyes again, only this time, he had the most deranged looking grin on his face. He looked as though he was enjoying the torment he was giving the poor old little fox as he gained up on him. Suddenly when Tails tripped, another cutscene, the music stopped and Sonic vanished. Tails laid there and started crying for 15 seconds. The scene was rather upsetting to watch, I kind of teared up myself. But then, Sonic appeared right in front of Tails, and Tails looked up in horror. Blood started to come down from those blackened eyes of Sonic's, as a grin slowly grew from his face, he looked down at the horrified fox. I could do nothing but watch. In just a split second, 
Sonic lunged at Tails right before the screen went black. There was a loud screeching noise that lasted five seconds. The text returned, only this time it said, You're too slow. Want to try again? And then that god-awful laugh came with it. I was so shocked by what had happened. Did Sonic murder Tails? No, he couldn't have. He and Tails were supposed to be best friends, right? Why did Sonic do that to him? I shook the shock off as I was brought back to the character select. The save file that had Tails was different. Tails was no longer in a box itself, but in the TV screen itself, which was flickering with that red static. Tails' expression scared me. His eyes were black and bleeding. His orange fur had gone black, and he had an expression of anguish on his face. Trying to ignore it, I picked Knuckles next. The laugh came again, and the screen cut to black again, and stayed there for another 10 seconds. This time the level said, You can't run. I was really freaked out by now. I couldn't really tell if this was a glitch, or a hack, or some kind of sick twisted joke, or anything really. But despite my fear of what would happen next, I kept playing. The next level looked much different. It had the ground of the scrap brain zone, but the sky background looked like the main menu. It had the dark reddish cloudy sky. But it was the music that creeped me out the most. It sounded like Giga's theme right after you beat Pokey in Earthbound. I also noticed that Knuckles looked afraid just as Tails did, though not as much. More rather, he looked just a little unnerved. He broke the fourth wall just like Tails and looked as if he was unsure about going on, but I made him move anyway. He ran down the straight pathway in this dark level, and as he did, the screen started to flicker red static a couple of times, and then that maddening laugh came again. Then after a few seconds of running, I noticed several bloodstains on the metallic ground. I felt a growing sense of fear again, thinking something horrible is going to happen to Knuckles. He looked nauseated walking down this bloodstained road, but I still kept him going. Suddenly as Knuckles ran, Sonic appeared right in front of him, with those black and red eyes, and then red static appeared again. When the static vanished, it showed nothing but a black screen with the text saying, Found you. Now I was scared. Sonic found Knuckles already? What was going on? Anyway, Red Static came again and then I was back to the level. Knuckles looked like he was panicking and Sonic was nowhere to be found. And this time, that high-pitched squealing from Silent Hill 1's final boss was playing. Was this some kind of boss battle with Sonic? I hope to God it wasn't. Honestly. Suddenly, Sonic appeared right behind Knuckles in what appeared to be pixelated black smoke. I made Knuckles turn and then punch Sonic but Sonic vanished in black pixelated smoke before I could even land a hit. That terrible laugh went off again. Then Sonic appeared right behind Knuckles again, and I made him punch again, and Sonic vanished again, laughing. Knuckles was panicking even more, and even I felt like I was going crazy. Sonic was practically playing with us. He was playing a sick, twisted little mind game with me and Knuckles. Another cutscene played as Knuckles fell to his knees and clutched his head, sobbing. I felt his agony. Sonic was actually driving us both crazy. And then in a split second, Sonic lunged at Knuckles and the screen went black with another distorted screeching noise that lasted for at least three seconds. Another text message appeared. So many souls to play with, so little time. Would you agree? What the hell? Just what is going on? I started to think Sonic was actually trying to talk to me through the game, but I was too scared to think that. I was brought back to the main menu, and this time the second file box had Knuckles in the TV screen. His red fur had darkened to a reddish gray. His dreadlocks were dripping with blood, 
and his eyes were black and bleeding too, and he had the look of sadness on his face. I began to think those were the actual characters trapped in those TV screens on the save files, but I couldn't believe it. I didn't want to believe it. So I shut off the game and took a break. I took a nap. Wish I hadn't, because I then began to have the most disturbing nightmare. I was in pitch black darkness, though I was under the light given off by a lamp that hung above my head. I could hear the cries of knuckles and tails nearby. They were saying stuff like, help us, and why did you give us to him? And run away before he gets you too. The cries died out as then I heard Sonic laugh. His laugh. It sounded a lot like the distorted Kefka laugh. You're a lot of fun to play with, kid. Just like your friend Kyle, though he didn't last long. I was scared and looking around for the source of the voice. Won't be long now until you join him and all my other friends. I saw him walking towards me, flicking in and out in several directions. You can't run, kid. You're in my world now, just like the others. When he grabbed me, I saw his bleeding black and red-eyed grinning face. I woke up with a fright. After a couple of hours, I decided to continue playing the game. I don't know why, I just had to know. I had to figure out why this was happening. So I turned on the computer, turned on the game, and selected Robotnik next. I still thought that was wacky, playing as Robotnik, but anyway, the title level appeared again, and this time it said nothing, which I found really freaky. This time I was in some kind of hallway. Didn't really look like it was from any of the classic Sonic games, though it has the pixelated style. The floor was shiny and checkered, the walls were a dark grayish purple with animated candlelights and a few dark bloodstains here and there, and there was a dark red curtain hanging above the top part of the screen. Every 12 seconds or so, that red curtain sways very slowly, but whenever you're playing the game, you can barely see it move. The music was oddly pleasant, a piano playing, a rather sad yet peaceful song. But I knew better. This was the song that played in Hill Act 1, only it wasn't in reverse. Robotnik didn't look entirely nervous like Tails and Knuckles did, but he did have a suspicious look on his face, as if he was just a bit paranoid. He did a little animation when I just left him standing. He turns his head to the left and then to the right at least twice, and then shrugs at me, as if he has no idea where he was or what was going on. Even though I was scared out of my mind what was going to happen, I had Robotnik continue onward. He did his usual running animation. You know when you've beaten him at the end of the classic Sonic game and you chase him? as we continued going down the hallway. Then I stop at a long flight of stairs leading downward. Now I was nervous. Even Robotnik seemed unsure of himself, though I pressed onward. As I led Robotnik down the stairs, I noticed that the walls had gotten darker and more reddish. The red torches are now an eerie blue. Then we landed onto another hallway. This one was longer than the last one, or at least it felt like it. And then we headed down another flight of stairs. This one was much longer. It took at least a full minute. And then I heard a horrid Kefka laugh again, and that music slowly faded until it was quiet. As it did, the walls turned more dark red and the torches were a black flame now. When Robotnik landed onto a third hallway, I noticed he now looked really creeped out, though he tried to hide it. I couldn't blame him. I was scared too. Suddenly, Sonic popped out right in front of Robotnik, the same way he did with Knuckles. And then, red static. The red static lasted for about 15 seconds, and then it showed me a most unpleasant image. It was a hyper-realistic image of Sonic standing in the darkness, where you can only see his face while his head and torso faded into black. And when I say hyper-realistic, I mean he looked so real you could actually see the lines in his blue fur, as if you could actually feel the fur if you touched the screen. His face, oh god, 
He had the most horrifying smile I had ever seen. And that's saying something, considering I saw that image at the start of the game. His eyes were wide and black once again, crying blood, which also looked hyper-realistic. And then there were two small glowing red dots in those black eyes, staring right at me, as if staring into my mind. His grin was wide and demonic. It literally stretched to the sides of his face like a Cheshire cat, except Sonic had fangs. Very sharp fangs, much like Werehog's teeth, except more vicious looking, somewhat yellowish from the look of it. He had stains of blood and small bits of flesh on his lips and his fangs, as if he just ate some animal. I stared at the gruesome image for a good 30 seconds, never taking my eyes off it. I felt as if he was actually looking at me, smiling at me, that face. It took just 10 seconds for it to etch itself into my brain for good. Then the screen flickered with red static again three times, and on the third time, I heard Kefka laugh. Except this time it sounded distorted, demonic even. It went back to the image again, except this time, there was a text again, though it was messed up but it was pretty much one of the most horrifying things I looked at since I had this game. I am God. It was when I read that message while looking at Sonic when it hit me. I realized right there and then, this Sonic was a monster. A pure, evil, sadistic, all-powerful, nightmarish, demented monster. And all of his victims, including Tails, Knuckles, Robotnik, and possibly Kyle, are just his little toys. And the game is the very gateway into his chaotic, nightmarish world and the very hell his victims are trapped in. Suddenly, in an actual split second, I screamed as Sonic lunged at the screen screeching loudly with his mouth wide open to an unnatural length, revealing nothing but a literally spiraling abyss of pure darkness before the red static came again, this time much louder and distorted, so loud that it hurt my ears. I yelled and grabbed my ears as the red static screeched for a good seven seconds. Then it stopped and showed nothing but black screen. As I sat there staring up at the black screen, one last text came up. Ready for round two, Tom? The Kefka laugh now surrounding, more clear as if Sonic was right behind me, played again three times as I looked at the text in shock and confusion. Then I got booted back to the main menu, and this time, the third save file had a TV image of Robotnik in the same tormented state as Tails and Knuckles. Robotnik's skin turned a dull gray, his mustache drooped and had blackened. His glasses broke and blood is coming from them, and he had a mere dead-like expression on his face. I looked at Tails, Knuckles, and Robotnik, and I cried a bit. I pitied them for the agony they're going through. They were forever trapped within the game, forever tormented by that horrid hedgehog, and always will be. Then the computer shut itself off. I couldn't turn it back on no matter what I did. I sat there for maybe 25 seconds, horrified by what had just happened. Sonic is the very embodiment of evil. He tortures people who play his game in more ways than one, and then when he gets bored, he drags you into the game. Literally drags you to hell, where he can play with you always as his toy. I can't get the game out of my computer. I think it's stuck in there, but at least I managed to turn it back on now. After I sat there for 25 seconds, I heard a voice right behind me, like a whisper. Try to keep this interesting for me, Tom. I turned around to see where the voice came from, and what I saw made me scream. Sitting on my bed, staring right at me, was a sonic plushie, smiling with bloodstains under its eyes. Well, how did you like that? I don't know about you guys, but I think Sonic will be forever changed for me. I really like the story. I mean... 
as a Sonic fan growing up. I wasn't a crazy Sonic fan. I mean, I played the first two or three games, and I just really liked it. So anything that uh, kind of equates to my childhood gives me a nostalgic feeling. All those stories usually get bonus points for me. But with that being said, this is one of the most poorly written creepypastas I have ever read. There's a lot of repetition of words and sentences back to back, like they'll end a sentence with a word and then start it with the word. Um, there is a, some jumping between past and present tense. There's a, a line that said, I suddenly heard that Kefka laugh and followed directly after that sentence was, after 10 seconds have passed. I mean, after 10 seconds passed, you're keeping things past tense. You're kind of jumping from present tense or past tense to present tense. Just doesn't really work. Uh, he used the words and and anyways to start a sentence uh, probably about 50 times. And I think there's a new record for the longest sentence ever in a creepypasta. And it was a 70-word sentence. Yeah, uh, had to hold my breath on that one. And he also used the word literally, literally the entire creepypasta. So the writing was a little bit of an issue, but you know what? The story was good. Um, it was really creative, so I enjoyed it personally. Uh, one of the better... Uh, video game creepypastas that I've read, at least I think so, if it was just written properly, um, I mean, this thing could have been way better. And they can go in a lot more di different directions with this and kind of equate it to different video games. And you can even play um, the game out there. Somebody made it, uh, Sonic X. Just uh, Google it. Uh, you'll be able to find it somewhere to download and play. Um, I've never played like I said before, reading the creepypasta, but, I mean, it looks pretty fun, so you might want to check that out. And, yeah, I guess I'll give this a rating. Um, even though it was poorly written, I'm going to go ahead and give this a 7 out of 10. I was thinking about giving it 6.9 because that would have made me laugh because I'm very immature, but 7 seems good. Um, yeah, if this was just a little written a little bit better, I would have enjoyed it a lot more, but what can I expect? These are found online. They're not written by Stephen King or anything. So there's usually going to be some very poorly written creepypastas. So I just kind of have to deal with it. And and I did change uh, quite a bit in this story. Like, I didn't change the story itself, just uh, a lot of the format and the writing because some of it just didn't make any sense or just sounded dumb. Like, one of the lines, uh, we headed down another flight of stairs down. We assume you're going down if you said you're going down. You don't have to restate that you're going down the stairs down. Down. Yeah, said down a bunch of times there. And yeah, I think uh, we should move on from this creepypasta and get into the rate and review because this is probably my favorite B-horror movie ever made, so I feel like I should share it with you guys. I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but here is the official rate and review of Scarecrow. <laughs> So I probably should have really prepared something for this rate and review, but since I've seen this movie so many times, I felt I probably didn't really have to prepare much. I mean, there's no really big actors at all in this. Everyone's kind of no-name. But it follows Lester Dwerving, who is just your average uh, teenage nerd, except uh, for the fact that he looks like he's 45 years old. I mean, he is the oldest-looking teenager you'll ever see in any movie, any TV show, ever. So... Right there, that's the first strike. I mean, there's thousands of people in Hollywood. I guess no teenager wanted to take on this role because it was so terrible. And so that's the biggest problem with this movie and probably one of the funniest things about it. So we'll just get that out of the way. Lester Dwerving is a 100-year-old man. So he gets bullied at school, and he doesn't have the greatest home life. And 
He even gets bullied by his teachers. I mean, his teacher calls his mom a slut right in the middle of class in front of all the students. Uh, kind of kind of iffy. I don't think that would happen in class, but you never know. Uh, there's a lot of scenes in this movie that just don't make sense. Like uh, they show this guy just standing at uh, a brick wall smoking for about 30 seconds. has nothing to do with the movie. They're just like, oh, we got to kill some time. And they also uh, overuse clouds. I mean, almost every scene they transition just with shots of clouds. And they reuse a lot of their scenes, too, uh, over and over again. You're like, I'm pretty sure I saw this scene a little while ago. And, yeah, they do that. Kind of fucked up. I mean, I guess continuity wasn't invented in 2002. It's more of a recent thing. No, it's not. But we'll get back to the plot here. So Lester Dwerving, um, for some reason, uh, the bullies call him Scarecrow. They never really address why they ever call him Scarecrow. Or it's this one bully named Alberts. There's only one bully in this movie. Uh, And yeah, his name's Alberts, but I guess nobody likes Scarecrow. He even gets bullied at his work, where he works for this Frenchman who's, I don't know, he's something wrong with him. He just seems like a complete idiot. But you're getting the picture here. This guy, he gets bullied, uh, he has no friends, but then he starts getting a love interest for a girl who sticks up for him while he's at work. And he talks to her one time, so he believes they're a thing now, I don't know. And he ends up seeing her making out with Alberts at a party. Oh my god, his world is rocked. So he heads back to his trailer, where his mom is fucking redneck George Peros, and he gets mad, yells at George Peros, And then George Peros chases him out of their trailer, which the trailer looks like it's in a city, but right when he walks out of the trailer, it cuts to the next scene, and all of a sudden they're in a cornfield. So that doesn't make any sense at all. It's just, they're in this cornfield, and he runs underneath a scarecrow, gets choked out by George Peros, and dies. Now, this is where it gets interesting. It is called Scarecrow for a reason, my friends. And I probably should have said there'd be spoilers in this, but... You guys can see it anyways. You're not. You're most likely not going to see this movie, so I'm going to spoil it all I want because it's terrible and it's fun to watch. But I want to talk about it right now. So, he's his body somehow gets enveloped by the scarecrow, and he goes on a killing spree. And also now that he's a scarecrow, he knows karate. It doesn't make sense, but he goes and kills all these people and gets his vengeance and revenge on everyone who wronged him. Now, the kills are pretty unique. I mean, he says some pretty hilarious one-liners that would make Arnold Schwarzenegger blush. So that alone makes this movie worth watching. But guess what? I'm just about to spoil the fuck out of this movie for you. Uh, Lester Dwerving, the Scarecrow, he dies. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you how, but he dies. But guess what? They made a trilogy out of this movie. They made Scarecrow, Scarecrow Slayer, and Scarecrow Gone Wild. None of the movies tie into each other at all. They're all terrible. I own them all because I'm an idiot and I bought them all on eBay because I'm dumb. But Scarecrow Gone Wild, it has Ken Shamrock in it. And there's a fight scene between Scarecrow and Ken Shamrock. So if you can track that down, watch the fuck out of that. I mean, yeah. They keep the terrible continuity as kind of a fixture, a staple in the whole series. So the entire series is terrible. Watch them and enjoy them. Scarecrow gets a 10 out of 10 on the B-movie scale of crap. But that does it for this episode. Make sure you follow us on Facebook.com slash Podcast. We have Instagram now. Go follow us on Instagram. We have like 20 followers. We want to get that up. Come on. Instagram is fun. That, of course, is at Podcast. We're on Twitter at Podcast. I should have had that be Podcast. I don't know 
what I was thinking there. I'm kind of stupid, but whatever. Uh, if you have any requests, special requests or anything, email podcast at gmail.com. Even if you have any questions, suggestions, just shoot me an email, you know? And make sure you like or give us a good rating on iTunes, subscribe, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Just going to go to bed now and uh, yeah, that seems that seems right. Seems like a good episode, right? Hope so. Hope you all enjoy it. Good night, everyone, and try not to have too many nightmares. Mm-hmm.